special. Winners every week. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The Detroit Lions Podcast Post Game Show. Hey, Heidi Ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast. This is episode 377, I think we're up to. Woo. This is the official Detroit Lions Podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris, and with me is my good friend and utterly gorgeous co-host, oh, Andy, Jesus. also known as the Sandman. It's all- He's got an entourage with him there today. <laughs> How you doing, brother? Good to have you, man. <laughs> you know, Lions fan. Yeah. The normal. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, it's it's therapy time again. We gotta we gotta figure this out. So here we go. Um, let's see. We've got a lot talking about. Um, we'll talk about the game. We'll do a little roundtable discussion. We are start between ourselves, and of course, we will take your calls like we do in the post game show. So uh, let's make it all happen. You can. Uh, Join us for the fun, I guess. Uh, it should be a pretty, it'll be a great therapy session. Sandman, you ready to go, my man? Let's do it. <laughs> Let's kick this off and break it down. All right. Let's get right into it. Um, I, I, you know, Tim just put this in the uh, in the chat, and I'm going to start with it. Can we even be upset anymore? And Andy, I think that's the ultimate kind of yes. stem to start with for you because you I cut you off <laughs> yes we can be upset when we lose in new ways so here's what i mean by that we lose because we don't have talent it, whatever because that is what it is we kind of expect that at this point what i didn't expect from today was dan campbell giving up at the end of this game i think people are going to disagree I think people will take it differently. But what I saw at the end of this game was inexcusable to me from the same guy that had two fake punts, an onside kick, all during one game. Where, where, where is that? Where is the want to win so bad that you don't care about losing? That's not here. That's not what happened today. And I'm getting nervous. Now that Campbell has taken over play calls, we're seeing a – complete lack of diversity in our offense at all, at all. If I'm a team, I'm not playing the, the throw at all. Let them get 200 yards throwing against me because I'm not going to let them win the only way they have been winning, which is by running the football. That seven points we got was a fantastic play by our O-line and Swift, but it was a play that doesn't happen most times. You know, like that's not a, uh, a guaranteed thing. It just happened to work out for us this one time. It's the worst. It's the worst watching us lose, arguably because of Dan Campbell and the way that we lost. Mm. It's the most, to say the least. It's the worst. If you're the best, um, yeah. You know, I, I'll, I'll disagree a little bit uh, before I can. I gotta kick it to Flounder again. Flounder, thanks so much, brother. You are what a great friend of the show. Two hundred dollar match today uh, for St. Jude donations. Head on over to stjude.org/dlp. You can see we're almost to twenty nine thousand dollars Christmas for the kids. If we can hit that thirty thousand dollar mark, you guys, it'd be amazing. Go to stjude.org/dlp and uh, part with any spare change you got. I will also say there's a boatload of new items in the uh, in the auction as well that you may be interested. There's the Darren McCarty signed boxing glove, some signed pucks, uh, Chris Osgood signed. Um, 
a poster, a Herman Moore signed helmet, uh, Jamal Williams signed helmet, a whole bunch of, whole bunch of new stuff. Auction.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. If you're not registered, you got to go to the bottom right of the screen. There's a problem with registration right now. You can go down there and register and then add your billing and shipping address and you'll be good to go. But it is a heck of an auction. There's a lot of great stuff there. All right. Um, and anything donated to a match right off the top from Flounder. I'm going to oh, yeah. say I get, I don't like the calls. Okay. I don't like the calls from Dan Campbell. Um, I'm not going to say we gave up, you know, the whole kind of concept. There's one pendulum that has swung for Dan and it's, he just hasn't found his, if you will, voice in this space yet. Sometimes it's riverboat, Dan, crazy Dan swinging out, like just swinging from the fences. Uh, like we saw in LA with the, the two fakes and the whole thing. And then other times it's like, I'm playing the numbers, man. Right. And it's never, it seems like the game, a whole game is put in one side of that or the other side of that pendulum yep. swing and this was the i'm doing it by the numbers game which is why i understand why i did again i'm not saying i agree with the play calling here at the end of the game but the third and 14 when we handed it to swift um you don't trust your quarterback you don't trust your uh, wide receivers in that plot in that play in that time of the game you need to play the best call you have in your playbook swift had the hot hand he was the best call available to Campbell in that spot. So that's what he called. Now, we, we, we talked about a little bit about going for it on fourth down there. Um, that that would have been an interesting call. That would have definitely been on the Riverboat Dan side versus the um, the uh, analytics Campbell. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but the uh, he, he decided to punt and rely on his defense. Again, I understand the defense has been the strongest part of the team, so I understand wanting to rely on it. But... I'm sitting here telling myself, even if we get the stop, they punt the ball. We have the ball in the same spot. Now minus timeouts. Yeah, worst and, spot. Yeah. Minus timeouts without with a team that hasn't moved the ball at all, all game, had one fluke run that busted out, you know, a 58-yard run or whatever the hell it was. Yep. You know, like we're talking about you're at the 40. You just have to go. You have to go. You have a fourth and one. You haven't had many opportunities all game. You know, it. you have to go for it yeah. on the fourth down. And then on the third and 14, like if you're going to run the draw, which is fine, if you're going to go for it on fourth down, regardless of outcome. Yeah. If yeah. you think if you think you're going to go for it, but that, you know, it's all wasted, wasted downs. We talked last week about wasted downs, wasted plays. I think Dan Campbell knows that putting the ball in any of our quarterbacks hands too much is a wasted down. I think he understands that, but we're getting to the territory where the other team knows that we're not going to put it in the hand of our quarterback. Yeah. Well, so they're stacking the box and then all of our run plays become wasted downs. Our entire offense is wasted downs at this point. Yeah. You have to take risks. You have to let the quarterback fail. And he did. He let Boyle fail a couple times today, mm -hmm. but you got more. You have to do it more. <laughs> um, hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink? I don't drink. This is Joe Hi, Joe. from uh, Indiana. Don't worry, Joe. I got you covered on that today. And we, and we will do a game day drink <laughs> live on the air very shortly once I finish this one. Uh, what do you got going for us? <laughs> well, um, I was busy watching the game last week and didn't get a chance. So I'm not here to take you up on your golf challenge. Um, right. We'll be great. Okay. No, I'm, I'm, um, I assume it's his injury that kept him out of this week. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's 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 fair. I don't think they'd go, especially looking at at, at Tim. 
they've seen him in training camp. They know. Yeah, that yeah there's, he there's didn't no really interest. Did he? No, but I mean, <laughs> I, I'm you know this takes away all the conversation. What if Boyle? What if Tim Boyles, right? And you have a controversy, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, now, now I know why we didn't play the backup. <laughs> what do you got for us? Okay, so, so here's, you're my, do the, here's the, my argument for Goff. Okay. I, um, I am a firm believer that he is between probably 16 and 24. I believe there are 24 starting quarterbacks. The last eight are for developmental rookies and first-year quarterbacks. So I believe the top 24 is starting quality quarterbacks. That's how I rank quarterbacks. No, I, th- I, th- um, I think it's a fair point. I think, I think he's, I mean, he's NFL quality. He's definitely above in the backups on our, on our roster. Well, pretty much any roster. I mean, there might be one <laughs> in the NFL, but I would be, I would have a hard time picking out who that would be, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but here's, where I think our problems with golf is. If we draft a quarterback, in my opinion, it has to be the number one pick or the number two, wherever we end up at the end of the year. Um, and it has to be our guy. If we believe we have the next guy, then draft him. If not, I say stick with golf. I say you draft whatever that impact player is. Whether it be a defensive end, or God forbid, a receiver that high, but um, but whatever that impact, whoever that true number one is, we have to draft. I think a lot of us get caught up in the quarterback, and I'm really worried that we'll draft a quarterback to get out of our blues. And to be honest, our there's at least three games this year that Goff did not cost us, including last week. We blow, blew through two kicks, including an extra point, to lose that game. Well, I think one of the well big, to tie the game, I guess technically. <laughs> yeah, the one of the one of the big pieces of the of the pie and the big problems is there's nobody for. I mean, you've got Hawkinson and Swift on the field, right? And when a whole yep. team just covers those two, I mean, Ron Reynolds added literally nothing this week. Nothing. It was it was. I mean, he had what two penalties? Yeah, he might have been a negative. Well, <laughs> Receivers tend to have tend to take about four to five weeks to acclimate to a new playbook, and it's, I mean it's probably just as hard for a receiver to a new playbook as it would be like bringing in a brand new quarterback because they got to know when there's option routes and all those kind of in, intricacies that we as the fans often forget. It's not a simple go eight yards and turn back for the ball. Yeah. A lot of times, it's if the defense does this, you do that, and that's hard to learn in a week. Yep. Um, okay, tell you what, man. Now I'll I will make one, more, make one more point, and then we're gonna, we're going to move on, right? I appreciate this. I mean, you're making you're making points that are that are real that that you know have have standing. Um, I, I'll tell you though, the problem with riding Goff just because of everything he's shown so far, or what, the perception of where he's been so far, is I'm not sure if you can hold on to the team next year if you do it. But here, I'll give you make one more point, and we'll we're going to move on because the the phones are they're banging at the back of my. Head. Okay, I have actually two very quick points. The first point is uh, the first interception shows how bad our receivers are because if you really watch Tim Boyle's first interception. While the pass wasn't as accurate as you would have liked, 
the receiver really wasn't fighting for it. And that is a big no-no. You cannot be that close to the defender and not be not be giving it your all for that ball. Yep. I didn't catch who it was, the receiver-wise, but he was not fighting. And I did not like that. And the second thing I would say is we also got to remember Mark Burnell is our quarterback's coach. And if you look, go back and look at his career, it looks an awful lot like golf. Ooh. Okay, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Hey. I'll have to go back and brush up on my Brunel. All right. I, uh, thanks a lot for the call. I appreciate yeah. it, and uh, it will spark further conversation. And um, I think in between the season and um, the, the Senior Bowl, uh, we'll definitely want you to call again, and uh, we'll have a, a deeper conversation on one of those shows. Does that sound good? Yep. All right, brother. Thank you. Appreciate the call. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Later. All right. Mm. I'm not, I, I, I can't really get into the whole golf thing right now. You know what I mean? After, after, <laughs> I, still, I need therapy for today's game. Yeah, this game is not by itself, yeah. <laughs> um, Steve-O, he, made a, he makes a great point here. Jonah Jackson's penalty hurt this team bad. It absolutely did. And did anybody, hit us in the chat if you were there or if you know someone who was who saw it. Um, Greg Warren, who was in the stadium, d- he didn't see anything. He was there and didn't see anything for the flag. So no one knows where it came from. That's killing me. Uh, Brandon in the chat. Hey, Chris, at least the Lions won't die from cancer because they're not smoking any cigars. I, sir, would challenge that because I am anti-science, but I have a great um, data point in Wayne Fonts. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I, he- I heard that TJ Lang heard Joan Jackson say, some unscrupulous words, which is where that uh, penalty came from. Oh, darn you, Browns! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Stop it out of Cleveland exactly, steamer. exactly. Probably, uh, probably a not the uh, worse one than that, maybe. Okay, all right. Twenty-three skidoo. All right, uh, Michael Demare. Thank you so much for the super chat. Appreciate that very much. Appreciate the support. Also, um, oh, I have to look it up. I, I, I had I said silly Maricat. Was that it? Yep. Yeah. Uh, something like that. Thank you so much for the $100 um, donation to the St. Jude. I'll get that up here so I can make sure I get it exactly right. Uh, two. All right, we have, it was, yeah, Silly Maricat. Thanks for doing the show and the public service of covering this trash fire team. Love the Christmas for the kids cause and all that you lads do. do. Thank you, Silly Maricat. That's, that's very kind of you. Very, very much I thank you for that. That's awesome, $100. And that's got half of the match in from Floundericious. So we got $100 more to raise, stjude.org. Caller, what's your name and how much have you had to drink? I think you're on a delay, my friend. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah, that's, that's you. Can you turn it, off, uh, turn it down in the background? Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm on the air. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, there you go. You guys still there? Yeah, we're still here. Okay. All right. Um, so I'm Alex uh, from Michigan, and I have had a 22-ounce Diet Coke to drink uh, today. That's about it. That's good. Fool yourself out of the calories. That's the way to do it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, good one, vodka, but I decided to go with the Diet Coke instead. That's fair. Good choice. That's a good choice. Keep yourself healthy. <laughs> Don't let yourself get hurt because of this team. <laughs> That's right. Um, but yeah, no, I wanted to call in because I, I felt like uh, watching today's game that, that it, I've all, I actually felt for a while that it's like, okay, we have three quarterbacks on this team. One quarterback, I get it. You have to play him when he's healthy because he costs $30 million a year. The other quarterback uh, that they played today, 
uh, is not that, you know, does not have that kind of uh, price tag. He is, um, you know, he is a, who they think is the best option. Fine. But I think he's pretty God awful. And I thought he played God awful today. And I thought you got to the point again, where at the end of the game, they trust running the ball on third and 14 more than they trust their quarterback to try to make that throw on third and 14. Yeah. And so my, you know, thing I keep beating my head against the wall about is like, you have a third quarterback on this team and he costs about the same as the guy that's in the game currently. And you don't trust the guy that's in the game. How is that other guy not getting a shot at this point? Like, how are we still better than giving David Blau a shot when they, like when we're pretty much at our wit's end and we were running the ball on third and you know 20, I just don't get it. I don't It's a weird, it's a weird thing because when they first were talking about golf being out, my first thought was, Oh, David Blau is going to start. And then when they put Boyle in, uh, I was a little shocked because I didn't see anything from Boyle in preseason. You know, they kept putting Boyle yeah. in the number two spot in preseason as well, but I didn't see anything yeah. from him. I thought that Blau played the best out of everybody during preseason, including golf. Cause we didn't see him very much. Um, you know, and, and we know what we have in Blau because he started games here for us before, you know, he played lat, um, two years ago, a little bit, I think, um, you know, and he's a gamer. He can run, he's mobile, you know, there's extra layers to his game. I, I'm a little shocked by them putting Boyle out there and then seeing what Boyle had to offer, especially with all the Boyle stats that came out where he was through 11 touchdowns and 26 interceptions in college. And, you know, just oh like all God, sorts of weird, weird stats. Like, I don't even know how he's in the NFL, you know, like kind of stats. Um, you know, good for him that he got to start, I guess. But no, like there's just no trust anywhere. And I, I don't know what the staff is going to do. They don't, they clearly do not yeah. trust any quarterback on this roster. Other teams mm-hmm. know that they're not dumb. They see it. What are, what are we going to do? Oh yeah. What are we going to do? So really quick, um, Burkett just tweeted, Dan Campbell said Jonah Jackson was penalized for same thing, saying something about someone's mother. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's unacceptable, but also uh, <laughs> pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm with Jonah. I'm team Jonah on that one. <laughs> yeah. If, First, I want to just say how reprehensible that is, and then secondly, I'd like to say how funny that is. <laughs> oh, my God. He, he, I, I'm just telling you that the refs need to get some time on Xbox and they'll, they'll get over that one really quick. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're going to throw flags on all these little 12 year olds. <laughs> I, I literally was having that conversation with my mom. I called her last week. I was like, Oh God, these 12 year olds have told me this of all the horrible things you do. And she was confused, but took a, took an explanation. And then, but it's still funny to see a 78 year old woman laughing at something like that. <laughs> <laughs> when you first said that you're having the conversation, that conversation with your mom, I thought you were saying what Jonah Jackson said in the novel. And I was like, oh my. <laughs> I should have probably given a better background there. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, he offered a Cleveland steamer to someone's mom. There you go, Hattori. There we go. Oh, my. <laughs> so, wow. You know, this, it's, it's, I, it's a little bit numbing. I'm not sure how he isn't the second quarterback on the, on the team, uh, particularly with the investment they made in him as a team when his wife was running the Olympics and everybody, I mean, they put it on, everybody came yep. and support him. I'm like, that's the kind of thing that elevates a guy. I don't, is, I mean, can, has he been just 
crapping it up in practice and we haven't seen it. I haven't heard that from the guys covering practice, at least in the in the media sessions. It makes no no sense at all. Um what's going on with, with why Blau isn't yeah. number two. In particular with you know the the play calling at the end and the lack of trust you see in your quarterback. It just yeah. just tells you straight out. Yeah. And the and the hot crossing yeah. routes were working pretty good. Um Throws to Swift were working pretty decent. I mean, there was there were some things that were happening. Reynolds wasn't obviously an option, and I don't know if they thought he would be, and that shut down part of the game for them there. I I don't know. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I mean, I just I'm I'm sitting there and I'm thinking like, okay, I I I'm always been I've always been one that thought you know I'm not going to sit here and say oh because this guy hasn't played that must mean he's you know, God awful. I'm going to sit here and say, because he hasn't played the coach's opinion of this player is that he is not, you know, not worth playing or not worth or not playable or whatever. Um, but you know, I, I've been, always been one to think like, well, who am I to take this coach's word on anything? You know, unless he's like, I don't know, uh, Mike Tomlin or like Andy Reid or somebody. Um, but like, you know, when people would say that carry on Johnson shouldn't have been, you know, getting as many, uh, you know, he was, he was, it was right for him to get like no touches last year with him. Let Adrian Peterson, you know, the age of wonder take um, as many carries as he did, or let Swift take as few carries as he did because Adrian Peterson, uh, you know, had so many, I'm just sitting here like, uh, who are we to trust this coaching staff that they see in practice? Oh, it looks like Adrian should get 80% of the touches again. I'm just like, but we're about to fire these guys. And some people are sitting there like, Oh, well, I trust the coaches over you. And I'm like, well, I <laughs> probably should trust them over me, but that doesn't mean that they're right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I just and don't. At the beginning of the year, that was actually one of the things that I enjoyed the most about Dan Campbell was his open honesty about seeing things yeah. and saying, Oh yeah, these need to be changed. Even before he coached a game, you know, he would, he was talking about what he saw last year and what he would do differently right. and how he noticed things. And I thought that that was a benefit to this team and, uh, you know, I, we're still kind of seeing that. You know, I don't think it's to the extent of, of Adrian Peterson getting way too many touches like last year. But, um, you know, Boyle getting the nod over, you know, whatever. And, like, you know, we don't, we don't know what happens in practice. But, um, you know, there's just a lot of that where now it's starting to rear its ugly head. And, I mean, we're an 0-9 and 1 team. You know, we don't have a lot of pro- good prospects to be talking about. We're on the – a podcast or a live stream right now, you know, trying to heal our wounds from, from this horrible team. And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if we have a lot of solace and choices being made right now, but at, you know, this team doesn't have a lot of talent on it. So it's hard to really blast them. Maybe Cause you know, bring back Jeff Dris- Driscoll. Yeah. You know, I don't know. <laughs> the, the, the talent on the team list limits the availability of choices they have to make. Right. Yeah. So you don't even know if they're selecting from the full menu or if they've got the kids menu over here that they're trying to work with to call a game. And it's it's tough. It's really, really tough. Yeah. Um, all right, Alex. What's frustrating, I guess, yeah, sorry, one last thing before I go here. But I guess the most frustrating thing to me is that even if you have the kids menu or you have like, you know, uh, just a, a choice between, you know, two guys and and you're at this point in the season and. Um, money is no longer a big, you know, issue with like the, the contracts and all that. Like the guys who you have left to choose from are both, you know, not gonna, it's not a matter of money or anything. It's just a matter of who you think is going to get you that win yeah, that you haven't even given any consideration to one of them. I, I find it hard to have any sympathy, you know, as a, for you as a coach and in the position you're in. Cause otherwise 
you, know, you take that out of the equation, if we had tried all three quarterbacks and all of them sucked today, or sorry, if we tried, you know, Boyle and Blau and both of them had about the same results today, then I'm starting to think, you know, that poor Dan Campbell, he just has nothing to work with. But the fact, you know, the, it's the process of being like, ah, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to try one of these guys and I'm just going to stay, stay here and say, oh, what was me? I have two bad quarterbacks. And it's like, come on, man, you got to at least try everything before, you know, before you can throw up your hands and run it on 30, 20. Yeah. I don't know. All right. All right. Thank you, Alex. Um, I'm going to hit you up. Yeah, I'm going sure. to answer that. Thank you for calling, man. I appreciate it. All right. I'll tell you, um, there's a sense, you know, I, I went the wrong way with this, I think, in, in my kind of what if you have a quarterback controversy because um, Doyle come, or Boyle comes out and, uh, and does a good job and, and show you, shows you something that, uh, that you're not seeing in golf. And, I, and, and then, oh, my gosh, you have a different issue, right? Well, what if Blau comes out and is bad as the other two and you literally have no one on the team? I mean, because we came out today and everyone's just as mad as if golf was on the field at the quarterback play, as, at the play calling, at the whole state of the team, if you bring out your last the last bullet in your gun at, at the quarterback position and he's as bad or worse than everything else, you've really erased all hope, right? I mean, that's that. That's it. Now, yep. next week or on Thursday, Justin Fields, just so you know, went out in the third quarter with a rib injury, and there's a potential he may not play Thursday. They also were out Khalil Mack. And, you know, that just, that, that you know, being that we're a run team, right, <laughs> that might give us an opportunity to uh, to do something with that. There you go. All right, uh, 248-782-8384, 248-782-8384. Give us a call or Detroit Lions podcast. I'll one word. Use Skype. You want to call us there. Um, so do you think we could pull a tight end off another team and he could play? Yeah, let's do it. I think, uh, like, all-time Wildcat. Like, just do it. Just put Jamal Williams back there. He'll have a good time. We'll have a good time. Let's just let's just do it. You know, actually, I was looking at uh, some stats while uh, while we were talking, and Boyle stats look very similar to a Jared Goff stat line: fifteen to twenty-three, sixty-five percent, three point three yards per attempt, with a long of twenty-four, two interceptions. Is is it our is it the quarterback? Is it the play calling? What is it? That looks very similar. Well, That's like oddly similar. Like a high high percentage of completion with nothing to show for it. That's so, like the Jared Goff way. So here you go. This year. Here you go. Uh-oh. Two different play callers. Okay. So that's multivariate. Two different quarterbacks. That's multivariate. Same set of wide receivers. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Uh, I want to hear Chat's thoughts. Yeah, Chat, hit up in the chat. And while you're doing that, hit the uh the like and the subscribe. That helps us out on the uh, on the algorithm everybody. Yeah. So and Dust, Dustin uh in chat said same thing. Indictment of offensive scheme. No matter who's calling the plays, the scheme is the same. Mm, Theoretically. Theoretically. Scheme, yeah. wide receivers, O line. What are all of our tangibles here? It's all been, it's all a scheme. <laughs> o line uh, again did what it was supposed to do. Oh, they they were crushing it in the third quarter. The O line owned the Browns. Yeah, yeah. The Browns knew what we were doing, and we were still winning. And uh, you know that's hard to do. That's hard to do as an offensive line, especially with your third center, second right guard. 
rookie right tackle. Jonah Jackson making mom jokes, right? <laughs> um, LeVar Le- 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 Arrington, let's just touch on him because he was out there. He was a wreck out there today. I mean, I know some, someone who knows someone in the building said they just shut the, the audio off on this game because he was just so bad. I, I recommended they go to the the Dan Miller, go hit, put the radio on in the background to watch it. But, I mean, so many, I mean, what did he call? He called him Hoxson, then Hock. Uh, I mean, that that one. Uh, yep. And then I mean, he, he, was, he was worse with Arawarie than I was. I mean, he just couldn't get it out. Yeah, it, he, like, made it a joke. He, he ran for it for, like, uh, six, seven seconds. Why do we always get the guy doing his first game? Because they know. They know nobody's watching this. The people that are watching it are suckers for, uh, you know, they're going to turn it on no matter what's happening. It's like um, the NFL. Oh, you better sell more tickets, you know, and then they put the, you're not building any fans with this broadcast crew i mean nobody is tuning into that i mean it's just a self-fulfilling prophecy at that point all right so uh, we'll take your calls while we're waiting for calls um i'll just do a really quick game day drinks it's it's one that you do uh after a loss and when you're oh nine and one just a, a real simple recipe you start with a big bottle of jack daniels you pour it in a nice size tumbler you do about a count of nine three four five six <laughs> Something like that. Nine's a good number. Nine's a good number. And then you reach over. You get yourself a nice Coke. Zero. Take care of yourself a little bit. (laughs) And you mix that. And there it is. Game day drinks. Jack and Coke. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Chris, that uh, that looks like a self-inflicted wound if I've ever seen one. (laughs) Oh, Thanks, LeVar. Um, <laughs> boy, that was a terrible call. You got to stop with these self-inflicted wounds. You know, uh, you know that this LeVar really needs arm, to get really. a reading rainbow, thesaurus or something, you know. Guy was shot in the arm. Boy, he really has to quit messing around getting shot. I, what, what a dumb, I don't know, boy. <laughs> uh, still $100 of flounder match left, as Sandman says in the chat. Um, we're... At what are we twenty eight nine seventy four? Oh wow, hundred dollars puts us over the the, the twenty nine thousand puts us a thousand dollars away. Crazy, crack that one for us, guys. We're really really trying. Uh, Bears lost the Ravens nineteen to sixteen. Lions lost nineteen to seventeen. It's right there. We'll go. Lions win seventeen sixteen. What is this with sixteen? This is the curse. This is this is. I mean, <laughs> you got sixteen to sixteen against the the Steelers, right? Of course, Jerry Goff, number 16. There was another 16 in there somewhere that I forgot. Boy, it's... uh, I'll stop. It's 16s. The 16s are terrible. It's all the missed field goals and extra points. There's something about that, I'm telling you. Uh, Something. Uh, Something. Chris with the water gun. Skeletosi, that's right. Cheers, everybody. All right, what do we want to talk about? We've got the Bears on Thursday. We've got all kinds of turkey and other goodies that we're going to be knocking down <laughs> it's that time it's time to have that failed uh turkey day game that that tradition you're going to be there uh you got that's part of your standard plans right sam and you're gonna go shoot yeah we'll see <laughs> we'll see the lines aren't uh aren't uh really pushing for me to come this year i'll tell you that well this, that- this i i have a feeling that this may be the 
emptiest Thanksgiving Day game since last year. <laughs> since last year. Man, this is going to be generationally bad. <laughs> yeah, this is this one's a tough one. And again, this is selling tickets and, and the whole thing. It's, it's going to be a tough go for this team. I don't know how they're going to... I don't know, man. I mean, seriously, I would... Honestly, be considering reconsidering my my season tickets for you, and I'm not imploring or asking people to, to think that way or do that. But as a fan, if I was putting that kind of money out there for this many years, I would really be having a hard time. I mean, this is is mm-hmm. this the year? I mean, because every year you say, okay, this is the year. I'm just going to bite the bullet and get through. Maybe if I look back over the last couple of years, I can convince myself that I was like, well, this is just kind of the bridge till we really get it. But this year now, we've made it through the worst of it, right? We're now on the rise next year. We're going to have Holmes yeah. did great in the draft this year. We got two first round picks coming in the next year's draft. I re up. Is that, I mean, what's the thinking, Andy, for you? There, There is no thinking. There's <laughs> arguably no thinking. That's the, that's, that's the problem. I think, you know, for me, I'm, I'm on the edge. I've been on the edge for like two years now. Like last year it was whatever. Cause I wasn't even there and I didn't get charged for it. Technically they like kept my money, but you know, I didn't, they didn't spend it. Um, they made interest on it. Yeah. Yeah. They made interest on it. I didn't, but you know, I think it comes down to like, it's not a huge financial burden for me to have these tickets, right? Right. but it is an emotional burden. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> having the tickets. So it's, you know, I don't know, you know, I, I already had a nice long conversation with my season ticket rep this year. Um, like I went up to the club area where I'm at and I think, you know, if you follow me on Twitter, you saw this, they gave me a hamburger with nothing on it. And when I said, Hey, I didn't order this plane. They said, Oh, we're out of pickles, lettuce, tomato, and ketchup. And I thought, get the hell out of here. You need that's that's something you say before I pay forty dollars for this defrosted meat. You know, like what the heck? At least, and then I I call my season ticket guy. (laughs) I call my season ticket guy. I'm like, yo, what the hell? Like this is crazy. Also, like the pro shop is closed upstairs. They had like one jersey in there. You know, like what's happening? And uh, he said, oh, you know, we'll make this right. We'll make this right. And then he like shows up one day and gives me like an autographed T.J. Hawkinson mini helmet. Like, what the hell am I going to do with this? That doesn't make me feel better at all. In fact, I told my buddies before this happened, I said, you know what's going to happen? I'm going to meet this dude. He's going to give me a signed mini helmet. Because <laughs> that's what they do. That's what they do. They give you a signed mini helmet. If you're a Lions season ticket holder, you have any clout at all, call them up, complain. You'll get a signed mini helmet. You can sell it on the on the black market for 20 bucks. And uh, <laughs> we'll pay for one quarter French fry. I'm sorry. I didn't, mean, <laughs> I didn't mean to tear up all those feelings. <laughs> oh yeah. Now I get to decide, do I want to sit in an empty stadium on Thursday or spend time with my family? Like, I don't know. I don't really like either at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the lesser of two turkeys. Oh, hey, caller, give us one second. We got to cover a couple things here. First, oh, man, that's funny. Sorry, Andy. Thanks. I needed that. I mean, I always feel better after this show. And it's because I'm laughing at someone else's expense, I think. And that's not fair. <laughs> Damn. All right. Uh, I saw Baker Mayfield manage to hit the turkey hole today for a big first down conversion. Uh, Jamison Hennessy with a 1999 wow, there super chat. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that very much. Thank you for uh, sending that in. We'll get that taken care of. Um, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink? 
<laughs> Lamont and I haven't had too much to drink, being that I'm a uh, brand fan just following golf to the Lions. Oh, um, oh no. Detroit is doing. Yeah. My name, my dog, Golfy, too. So, <laughs> listen. Um, the Lions are doing what bad teams do, and that's beat themselves with dumb penalties. Mm-hmm. And it's the playmakers, guys. Playmakers make the lead. Like, I see bubble screens, a wide receiver taking a five yard out and going 60 yards. The quarterback did credit for it. But it's the playmaker who made the play. Mm-hmm. The Lions have to get playmakers. And I, and on Twitter, I see all the guys who were sent golf, missed off. Now you understand why. Golf, if the Lions had some luck, golf would have got the three wins. Not saying he was solely responsible, but he had led the team to three wins. And then uh, what you guys called it, being a lion, you know, that <laughs> curse or whatever that happens uh, causes them to lose. Um, but it's just about playmakers. I think this year you see where they go going. The offensive line is good. You see Swift. You see Williams. You see Hawkinson. Um, if they get lucky, like the Minnesota took Jefferson with the 19th pick. That Ram pick is going to be down in the 20s. Maybe not if Stafford keep playing the way he plays. Nah, but, I was going to um, about that next, but we'll get there. <laughs> you, you can uh, – <laughs> and I, I hated the trade. So even though I'm a Ram fan, half of me – it's like against staff and then the other half wants them to win, but whatever. But you have – they have to have the playmakers. Michael Gallup is a free agent. There's the other guys free agents. If you get playmakers with this running game, golf can win for you. He is a good quarterback. He is accurate. Now, I'm not quite sure what's going on with the arm. I'm not sure if they're not calling shots because I'm watching – we played the golf, and he, he has an arm. He can throw. See, this so, is the thing. This I, is exactly I don't know what's it. going on with that. Sam, this is what I was talking about with mm-hmm. two different quarterbacks, two different play callers, no one downfield. We watched. I mean, the, if, you, if there's one thing you can tell about Boyle, is that when he's making checkdowns, he's making checkdowns because his, his head, like, like he's not looking anyone off with his eyes, right? He's just taking no. Like he's snapping from like, right. literally very robotically from, from check to check to check. Um, you know, a lot of other player uh, uh, quarterbacks, good, really good quarterbacks, do do it with their eyes and uh, and don't snap their head around. He's checking the guys. I mean, he's checking me. It, it there's maybe there's just no one to catch the damn ball, I'm, man. I'm, I mean, there's no doubt that this team has a lack of playmakers on it. We have zero dudes. Mm-hmm. You know, some people I think would argue for Hawkinson and Swift. I would even argue that they're not even dudes. Uh, that like by themselves, not, they don't make team. a lot. Ha- they don't make a lot happen. You our, don't have a guy that by himself will score a touchdown. Our dudes are all all hands in the dirt or a, 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 a position like that, right? They're not the playmakers. They're not yeah. putting their hands on the ball to do something. So while you can create all kinds of holes and Swift can look really good on a number of plays, it's down to the dudes are in the trenches, and I think. I mean, this is where Holmes. What do you, as a Rams fan, what do you think of the Holmes pickup of for a GM? Uh, I, I like it. Uh, I think Holmes, if he learned from uh, the Rams, he'll he'll gamble some. But you gotta realize the Rams got lucky with Aaron Donald because we took him thirteen, and we had the number two pick, and we took Greg Robinson, and I think he's in a jail cell somewhere selling weed <laughs> or something like that. Selling so, something. So yeah. it's about. It's, a lot of it is about luck, right? So they might get the first-round pick. I hope they take the best player possible and not the quarterback because his quarterback class doesn't look that good. 
And then that last pick and the second round pick have got to hit. Those are got to be the guys that hit. And if Holmes learns anything, he, he's going to take the best player available and the best playmaker available because they got an offensive line. Now you need a difference maker on on on, um, on defense. And AJ Parker looks good. Hopefully you get uh, the cornerback back from Ohio State. I'm not going to butcher his name like Lavar did. Let's try to the other guys. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's a bust either. I think you got to give him some time. And uh, Achilles injuries, they they come back the same well, so he'll come back. So Holmes, I think is good. You got to give him a chance. I think next year you got to see massive improvement. I'm talking about seven, eight wins. Because they were competitive today and had a chance to win. They've been blown out twice. So if Holmes builds the team, if those two defensive tackles, they gain experience, and next year they're able to wreck a couple of games, Detroit should be on his way. And, you know, I like Holmes. I'm sorry to see him go, so he should be able to do a good job. Awesome. Awesome. All right, uh, we got Matt. Husian, whenever Goff goes downfield, he's missing guys. Playmates are a problem, but they mean nothing with a quarterback who can also make a play. I know he means playmakers, but the playmates chat started in the in, in the uh, playmates the have chat. been a problem lately. Yeah, ever ever since Hugh went down. <laughs> well, or whoever went down in Hugh, however that worked out. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you, um, Stafford. I know you. I, I feel the same way. I half want to see him. You know, when half I'm not excited, I'm, you know, uptight about the whole thing. Um, he's an older guy, right? You guys, your clock is running hard right now when you went in with uh, Von Miller, OBJ, yeah. Stafford, who's got two years on his contract. He hasn't signed an extension. He is, I don't say he's old, but, you know, his years are getting up there. Um, you guys, your cap, your draft picks, the whole thing, you're, you're like this year or next year, and then it's a complete redo, right? Yeah, yeah. I think even next year because we we don't have our first three picks. Um, our third round pick and second round pick seem to be bust, right? We took a hundred fifty pound hundred fifty pound wide receiver, five eight hundred fifty pounds. I have no idea what he was doing with that. Um, our cornerbacks are are leaky right now. So um, yeah, I think this year is the year. I think if you don't win this year, uh, with that stadium at home next year, I think, is just going to be crazy. And Stafford looks good against the, against the Giants, the Lions, and the Texans. Arizona, the Niners, and uh, the Titans, not so much. Um, and he kind of looked like golf did with pressure, right? I'm not seeing these comebacks that we he was held for in Detroit, which I argue when you're coming back in December against bad teams, I mean, who really cares? But so he looked a little shaky and his decision making, you know, just throwing up 50, 50 balls isn't, you know, the best when he's under pressure. So, um, it's a little weird, right. Mm -hmm. To be like not all the way in on your team that you've been a fan of for 30 years, but I just hated the trade so much. Like you get used to it, my friend. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, watching Stafford play for the Rams, he's the same Stafford that played here. Yep. I think he has a better cast around him. He's got a much better defense, but he's still is Stafford. He's still prone to those Stafford things that we have been watching forever. And, uh, you know, like those 50, 50 balls, those, uh, try to hero his way out of situations that maybe don't require that. And he might still be learning, you know, he did have to hero himself out of situations here often because he knew that if he didn't do it, the defense wasn't going to do it and nobody else was going to do it. 
but with the Rams, that's not necessarily the case. But uh, yeah, same old, same staff. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's weird though to hear you know the national media and then Ram fans on Twitter talk about him as if he was this perfect quarterback and everything was Detroit fault. Every like mm-hmm. every every loss, every interception. I was like, have you watched the guy play? And I'll say this, and you know, I get hammered on Twitter <laughs> with Rams Twitter. Uh, Stafford throws a better ball than golf, no doubt. But I'm not sure he's a better quarterback. Golf, if you look at golf numbers when he had weapons, similar to what um, Stafford is doing. This so so um, I will so, tell you, I'm, your 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 people's heads are blowing up right now. But but I'm going to tell you, this is an interesting this is an interesting thing because golf got to a Super Bowl and everyone says, well, he only got there because he was surrounded by a bunch of great players, right? Well, Stafford's surrounded by a bunch of great players, maybe even in a better situation than Goff was, and we'll have to see how it goes. Does that make one a better quarterback? Of course, there's a million other things that happen, right? And and, and I would say, I would argue that Stafford is a better quarterback than Jared Goff. But if two right. years from now, Jared Goff is still here, and he's surrounded by talent, and this team is making deep playoff runs, I think people are going to argue against Matthew Stafford just based on the performance of the team. Unfortunately, yeah. I don't know so what, that he'll ever that get that said. chance. Go ahead. Yeah. One thing that you said is that no quarterback makes it to the Super Bowl without a great team behind him. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody that goes, I mean, Joe Montana had Rice, uh, Mahomes has Tyreek Hill and Kelsey and Andy Reid, Bradshaw had uh, Lowe's and that still team. So this notion of, you know, uh, great quarterbacks make it to the Super Bowl, that's true. But they also have great players around them. No, no quarterback can go. If, if you put Kansas City and give Mahomes these weapons, Kansas City's not Kansas City. You know, so right, right. It, it's a team effort. Everybody, and I think golf would be great. No, but he's good enough to win. And he was in his third year, and he went up against Bill Belichick, and him and McVay got schooled. And all of a sudden, people think, "Oh, he's a bum." I mean, Bill Bill Belichick has made a lot of quarterbacks look bad uh, over the years. Yeah, including Mahomes. And I mean, I, that was right around the same time as the the whole pipe Sean's girl thing. So that probably didn't help, right? They're already a little. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey. Well, well, look, he made it without Cooper Cup and a clearly an injured Todd Gurley, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He took that team and he was down thirteen nothing to the Saints in the loudest stadium in the NFL, and he came back and, and won. So, yep. I, to me, I've just seen him do it, so I know he can do it. Yep. Hey, what was your name again? Uh, Lamar. Lamar. Give me, hit me up on Twitter, man. I like you. I like you a lot. I like your takes. You're a, you're a fun cat. No, no doubt. I think I've, I've had before, but I'll hit you again. I'm Jersey Ram, so I'll, yeah, I'll definitely hit you up. All right, cool, man. Be good. I'm going to let you go. Right, We've got man. a couple other calls coming in. We're going to hit, and, uh, but thanks for the combo. Okay, thank you. All right, see you, God, he brought up so many things that I was like ready to argue for and against. And my God, uh, the so and I just want to hit Robert M in the chat just to kind of put a little more controversy around this whole f- statement about Goff and Stafford. Goff started twenty twenty seven and three. Stafford started twenty twenty one seven and three. I mean, Stafford's clearly better, but but that's a thing. So I, uh, yeah, I you know. It's a thing. He's surrounded uh, by great talent, right? And and Matthew Stafford is not without his problems. And we we talked about you, like you you said it. We've said it before. 
Matthew Stafford looks the same. He's the same Matthew Stafford he was in Detroit. He's just got guys that are catching balls better. But this last game, the, all those Matthew Stafford things, the I'm going to yep. hit you with a cannonball at a million miles an hour. You better catch it, and it didn't work. Those things started popping up again, and it was really, really interesting to say, God, that Chris Durham did that same thing, <laughs> this Cooper Cup. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So I, it's it, look. I'm again. I'm not arguing that, that Jared Goff is a better quarterback, but they they both have their their problems, and definitely the talent around him makes a big difference. As a shout out, Ilya Kuznetsov, who who may, for all we know, be directly related with um, one of the Washington Capitals. Um, Arrington said that Chubb looked like James Brown out there today. <laughs> Didn't know the young man also had musical talents. I think it was the the the. The dance, the feet. <laughs> yeah, had to have been the feet. Yeah, maybe no. the hair. I haven't seen Chubb's hair in a while. <laughs> oh man, yeah, Arrington was a mess. I don't know what 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 in the heck was going on. With yeah, that. I mean they like prefaced it by saying like, oh yeah, and this is your first game you're calling. It was like, uh, oh again. All right, all right, again? all right. We get it. We get it. You're letting us know that this is probably gonna be bad. We understand keep missing calls sorry guys <laughs> i get into the conversation and then i and then i get i miss them all right so looking ahead to turkey day against chicago it's a it's a winnable game i don't really care what happened earlier this year between these two teams they're th- yep. through injury they're different it's at it's at home for the lions which in some ways might be a curse a little bit but thanksgiving is the one day when it's harder for the home crowd to travel Except when they're coming from Chicago, because there's a lot of families, Detroit to Chicago connections, yeah. right? So I don't know what it's going to be like. Bring your decibel meter when you go, Andy, and we'll, uh, we'll see. If, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll open my, I just used the Lions one that's probably off by 20 decibels. It's fine. It's the same animation every time. Haven't you noticed? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, for sure. I'm just tired of playing the Bears on Thanksgiving. Like, give us a, Yeah. you know. I said, yeah, I remember... What was the last team we played that wasn't the Bears? Was it Minnesota? It was Houston last year. Yeah. Yeah. But then it was like the Bears before that. And then the last. I think it's like three of the last five times have been the Bears. Yeah. The last one I went to on Thanksgiving was Darius Slay with the interception on the Vikings. Oh, what a great game. That was an awesome game. Speaking of Darius Slay, he, uh, until uh, Swift scored that long touchdown, he had as many offensive touchdowns in the last couple of weeks as we did. <laughs> yes, yeah, Swift. Cool. Swift. <laughs> James Brown dance moves and Jim Brown running. Yeah, for sure. Uh, don't miss auction.detroitlinespodcast.com. There's a lot of great stuff. There's a lot of great stuff there. Um, all 100% of the money goes to St. Jude, so head on over to auction.detroitlinespodcast.com. Also, don't forget about cbd.detroitlinespodcast.com. Take care of your brain. Uh, pain, anxiety, insomnia, all three of those things will get smoothed right over with the help of CBD. And if you go the active CBD route or the Delta 8 CBD route, you get a little buzz along the way. And some of that is is uh, legal in all 50 states. The Delta 8, they've been doing some, uh, I don't know if they can't tax it or what, but it's not legal in all 50 states. Who knows <laughs> what they're doing with that? But uh, the active CBD has the same kind of uh, power. Gives you the same kind of feeling. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Get yourself taken care of. Uh, Andy, why don't you uh, give us a wrap? A little feedback on the game today and a little look forward. I mean, there's 
the one thing, the one, go ahead, you do yours, and I'll, and I'll I, won't, I won't step on it. I was already going to say, Andy, tell us, and let me tell you. I'll just hand it to you, let you go. <laughs> you know, I think it, we only have obvious talking points at this point. You know, there aren't a lot of nuance to these Lions' losses. You know, we can't talk about the small things that are happening. I think it's all big stuff. We saw the players melt down today with penalties, uh, some justifiable, some not. But needless to say, that that hurt us. But I think the biggest issue we're going to have now is our quarterback position and how they're calling plays. If Campbell's going to continue to be our play caller, which I doubt it will change between today and Thursday, there's not enough time. Right. Uh, I We need to see some sort of difference. They either need to change the plays up to be more quarterback friendly, to allow these guys to succeed outside of the way that they've been succeeding, or... Uh, you know, I don't know. They need to hire some dude off the street to come play quarterback because right now it's just not working. We are completely one-dimensional. I think it's a miracle that we get any yards rushing the football at all with how one-dimensional we are. Um, you know, but we also have to keep in mind that we haven't been playing that great of teams. You know, the last couple of weeks have been kind of eh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> eh. You know, so, so you know, we, we've hung in there, right? But I'd like to see a little bit more than that. I'd like to see Campbell be a little bit more consistent on whether he's going to be aggressive or not. Um, you know, and I don't know if we're going to see any big changes on Thursday, but maybe the week after we'll have some idea of what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I think about, when I start looking ahead, I think about, well, we've got... Um, we did the Browns. The Browns are a five and five team. They're better than five and five, five and five team, and we lost by three. We it's this. I feel like this is a game we could have won. I, I feel like this is a game we could have won just as much as the Steelers game is a game we could have won. The Rams game is one we could have won. The Vikings game we could have won. The Ravens game we could have won. There's a lot of near misses out here. This is a team that's setting up. If I think real far out next year to be that team whose numbers surge they go from you know maybe no wins at a tie maybe one or two wins whatever to all of a sudden seven or eight wins hodges thank you sir oh you made it all right with the world mike hodges takes us to twenty nine thousand and sixty nine cents awesome brother thank no, there you. we go there we I go had this, this tension in my shoulders because the the change was off but there we go twenty nine thousand dollars and sixty nine cents if you want to join Help out stjude.org slash DLP. We're a thousand away from our goal. Um, but, you know, we go from the, the low win count to a, you know, eight, nine win count, seven win count next year. We make a big surge and we're the surprise team in the, in the NFL. And there's a lot of conversation about that. I think it's that's being set up because already at this point, we're a team that could have had four wins yeah. just as easily as they were with losses or a tie. We're looking at the Bears on Thanksgiving, who are without Justin Fields, without Khalil Mack, who are on the down, you know, downward spiral. They'll probably be with, looking for a new coach after the season. They've got a lot going on over there. The Vikings beat Green Bay today. The Vikings are an anomaly, much like the Lions are. They're very, very unpredictably up or down. Um, so we'll see what Vikings we get. It we're home, so that's helpful. And then at the Broncos, other than I mean, we've played two games in weather. And it really didn't seem to negatively affect us as far as ball security or any other part of the game. Play calling kind of was adjusted to the weather in both games. But 
we I think I feel like we did well. So I feel like the Broncos game is uh, is one we could we could you know pull a win out. The Cardinals. Pfft. Nah, sorry about that. Uh, the Falcons, though, <laughs> the Falcons, and and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too high in the Seahawks. We'll see where they are by Week 17, but they're a bit of an anomaly too. I mean, there's plenty of opportunities for this team this year to still screw up the draft pick, but um, <laughs> there's we'll see what happens. I don't think this team goes winless. I really don't. Um, they, they've got too much heart. They've got too much going on. This is that year that's going to be extremely difficult for fans because we're still feeling the pain of the Bob Quinn salary cap. We're feeling the pain, the pain of the the roster decimation that happened in the in the Quinn era yep. and the lack of talent development from Matt Patricia. And this is the result. This is this is the result. This is kind of the year of 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 austerity and penance. And everyone said it was going to be a tough year at the beginning. So at this point if you're screaming about being out of the Lions, I don't, I don't know if that's where you want to be. You knew it going in. I mean, I would love to see any one of those four wins come through. We're going to have a great draft pick to start the draft. The Rams, they seem to be working as hard as they can to give us a good draft pick in the second the second part of the, the first round. So, you know, we'll take that little bit of charity, and we'll see where this team goes. But this is going to be a Houston one today. Thank you, Don H. This is going to be a tough one for the tough year for Lions. It's kind of a shakeout. You know, shake out in the market yep. as, as fans and people go go by the wayside. We'll pick up a bunch of other folks like we did in 2008 that were like, hey, I, I like the underdog. I, I think you got something there, right? It'll be one of those kinds of things. But um, next year, we'll truly tell the tale of what the next three years of this team look like. So what four years from now looks like for the Detroit Lions. Um, this offseason is going to be amazing. And we'll be coming out of the Senior Bowl for you. We'll take care of it if they're there. We'll be there with them. We'll do all that again, like we do yeah. on Radio Roll. Um, that looks good. Um, so that's that's my take on today's game. It was terrible football. Uh, the, pe- <laughs> the, the hard watch. The, the penalties were terrible. The the, yep. the do- Jonah Jackson, your mom, one. It just <laughs> bothers me. That kind of stuff bothers me because they say some some terrible things. And if it's a mob thing, and, and I don't and see, I don't even care what they say to each other. While they're playing football, that's you know I feel like getting in someone's head is part of the game. I, I just it is this it is. thing you is know, just another way to fix games, as far as I'm concerned. You know, a good a good your mom joke should never cost a team 15 yards. Mm-mm. Nope. And there's many many like the um, the block in the back. No one talked about the hold right before he <laughs> blocked him in the back. Oh, the hold! Yeah, I didn't even <laughs> see the block in the back. I was too furious about the hold. Same, same. The huge hold. Yeah. And then there was a number of plays throughout the game that was just the, it was like it was terrible. It was like watching the Lions play themselves. It wasn't yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that was the game we had. It seems like weather games are always difficult that way. They get sloppy yeah. in, in every single kind of sense of the of the game. But um, so we move on. We've got two home games in a row, so the weather won't be part of it. Uh, Tony, yeah, it is frustrating peeing games away that really kind of grinds on you but with that we'll take a couple phone calls if uh if they roll in here really quick 248-782-8384 248-782-8384 and while we hold out for that the holiday season is starting it's the holiday season <laughs> and my balls need squeezing uh that's a great drop um <laughs> and you're gonna go be getting all yourself gifts gifts for yourself and other people by going to amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com head on over there get yourself 
some great Christmas gifts. Get your family some gifts while you're there. What the heck? But if you do it from Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com, they'll give us a little kickback. It won't cost you anything more. They actually take a couple of bucks out of Bezos' pocket and move it over here so we can launch somebody into space. We'll pick someone from the the team this year that we want to launch into space. It's better than heads on a stick, which is a nicer way to do it. Treat them like a Tesla, right? All right, let's see. We've got a caller. Caller, what's your name and how much have you had to drink? Chris, my name is Trip. Called in a few times. Hope you and Sandman are having a great uh, Sunday evening. The Jack, the game day cocktail is definitely helping with that for me. I know. Well, I, Chris, let me ask you this: This is something you're never going to ask. How many have you had? That's Ooh. a great question. Um, Nobody ever thinks about you, Chris. N- not even me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I usually when we do the game the the, the post game shows I don't drink until after the game. Because if I start during the game, I'm not sure I could make it up to hit the start button on the show. So I try to I try to stay out of the out of the booze. But um, I mean, it, like this one, it's almost gone. And I, you see, how much is I? I don't know what the bartender's one second pour is worth X amount, but it was you know it's good nine seconds. So I don't know five shots something like that. So I might have like ten drinks now. <laughs> I love it. Uh, as long as hey, as long as we're just getting started here, right? Yeah. So, yeah. It's um, a long night, I, <laughs> um, I, I, uh, for me personally, I mean, what do you expect, right? I mean, so thank God the Texans won and clear cut. We're getting the number one pick. Uh, really, I just at this point want to pivot to the draft conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for me. I like Kayvon Thibodeau. I think he's very, very good. I don't know that he's in the Miles Garrett type of conversation in terms of a prospect. Uh, I I don't know how you can can pass on Matt Corral out of Old Miss, right? I mean, is he the Joe Burrow? Sure, probably not. But but from a a personality standpoint, from a talent standpoint, I I mean, I don't know what else you want out of a guy. And I understand you, you take the best player available, and that's Kayvon Thibodeau. But I'm really eager to take Matt Corral. I'm going to say I'm a little not out, but I don't know that Tavon Thibodeau is the best player available. And the reason mm-hmm. I say that is because, and it's, you know, a lot of other people are starting to say this. He takes a lot of plays off. Like he's just not there mm-hmm. for part of the game. And then he shows up with a yep. big play, but it's like, where were you? Right. Where you been? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know that fits in Dan Campbell's, kind of style of what he's trying to build and the culture he's trying to build. Um, Corral, I mean, he's good looking guy that, that always helps at the quarterback position, right? You got, I mean, you can't have, you can't have the elephant man throwing the ball. Nobody buys into it. You don't get Jersey sales, right? I mean, that's part of the yep. game. <laughs> so I, I just think that um, he fits that part. He's not a bad quarterback by any stretch. Um, the other side of it is, and, and this is something that worries me a little bit. The team may take a quarterback this year, and may wind up taking another one next year. That's that's what scares the heck out of me. By the same token, it might be the right thing to do at this point because things are so bad um, that you've got to do something at that position. And and if if everyone remembers at the beginning of the season, I was out. I was out on a quarterback completely. I was like, do not do that. There's way too little talent elsewhere. There's too many other things that need to be taken care of. But right now, where we sit and at the quarterback position, we obviously don't have a backup. Get yourself the guy that's the next guy, and bring him in, and then and then go to town, giving him some weapons, and and, and even if you start golf next year, you know by week five, seven, eight, he's hurt again. 
Um, whatever happens, you bench him because you're just not doing what you need to. You put the new guy in and you get him the reps in what will be a likely a slightly meaningless year still. And you get three wins, four wins. He gets the reps. And then by the time you get to that next draft with two more first-round picks, you're probably ready to have enough talent around to actually start competing. Yeah. And, and I, Chris, I think I've kind of taken the same mindset as you. As I agree, when Jared Goff came in here, I don't, I wouldn't say I had crazy expectations, but certainly at least wanted to give him a year to see what he's capable of, just, just strictly out of respect for, you know, the quarterback mindset, give him a chance to show he can do something. Clearly he can't, and that's okay. But to me, the coaching isn't the problem, right? If we had a competent quarterback, we may be a four, five, four win, five win team this year, right? So yeah. the defense is playing above, above what I expected it completely well better than anything Max Patricia ever drew up right Aaron Glenn's a stud um it, to me I I just and I'm with you on Kayvon Thibodeau a lot of times where he's he's just taking plays off and 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 I think he's got a ton of talent um I, I do but to me I mean Matt Corral I I just think he, I don't want to sacrifice these first round picks just to go up and get a quarterback in 2023, right? Those are valuable assets. When, when we've proven we have some talent at some pieces, at some places, my boy Jerry Jacobs, your boy Jerry Jacobs, a lot of guys like that that are going to be a part of this team moving forward. That Matt Corral, I mean, he's a stud. He's got the mind, the mindset. I don't know if you guys saw Lane Kiffin's interview. They beat Vanderbilt last night. He said, you know, we won, but not in the way we should have. Before I could even get to the team and tell him, hey, don't be excited about being Vanderbilt. I hear Matt Corral yelling at the team saying, you better not go to the bars tonight. We bear it like basically he, he's the mindset of Baker Mayfield, but a much more, I think he's got much more talent. And most and to of me, most you can't of them, pass on a guy like that. Most of them are too young to go to the bar anyway. Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with <laughs> you. And, and I'll say where we are right now in, in the year, Kayvon Thibodeau is, you know, top of everybody's draft, as Don was saying in the uh, in in the uh, in the chat. By the time the draft rolls around, it's going to be a complete. You might as well play fifty-two pickup with that deck of cards because it's going to be completely different. It always makes massive changes between now and then. Yep. And um, yep. I think you start with a big hive mind and who who the people are. Then they play, and things get shuffled up pretty crazy, and then the hive mind starts forming again and reforming who's there. And then you'll see jumps and changes right ahead of the draft. But um, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, he's definitely, you know, a, a, a talented guy. I don't want to, I don't want to knock it down, but I, I'm not sure. Look, I'd love to have him and Corral, right? I mean, what, what a great combo. It's just, you can only have one. <laughs> That's the way it works out. Unfortunately. Well, I appreciate you taking my call. I always love calling in, love you guys. And I will hang up and listen. Uh, certainly let's keep trucking along boys. The night's young. I'm going to have at least, <laughs> two or three more drinks in me by the end of the evening. Going to wake up tomorrow for work regretting every second of it, but we're going to have a great night. <laughs> My friend, I will join every you Monday. on every part of that, except I've got next week off. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy. I'm jealous. I should have done the same. I'll, I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, guys. Thanks, brother. Be good. You know, I, I 100% wish I loved a quarterback in this draft. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm team. Do you remember when the Lions – had the first overall pick in 2009 and people were like, no, you got to take, I can't even remember his name now, the linebacker, uh, because we're going to suck next year too. Might as well draft Sam Bradford the next year. He's going to be there. We're going to be the worst. And we weren't the worst. And, uh, maybe that's cause we had Stafford, but, um, but- you know, I, I don't think you can guarantee anything in this league. 
And and I, I hate the idea of passing up your opportunity to get the quarterback you want, even if maybe he's not the right guy at that moment. Mm-hmm. But this team just doesn't have enough talent on it for me to, number one, put a quarterback in this position, especially when we have a guy on the roster that's going to be eating up so much cap already at the quarterback position. Oh, my God. We have um, flipped positions this season. Yeah. We've completely flipped our yeah. points of view. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I mean, honestly, like, we still need defensive end help really, really badly. We we still need it. Oh, my God. You know, we, we got zero pressure. But, yeah, like, with our wide receiver position being the way it is with, I mean, basically everything. I mean, we're, we're kind of in a, a wonky spot where I think the defense is playing above grade, but I don't think the defense has played good enough to win us games against good teams, which is where we need to get to. Mm. And we'll we'll see when we get some players back that are healthy. Yep, chat saying Aaron Curry. Yep, I know. Uh, but, I would say that the defense has. I mean, especially when you look at the jump from last year to this year, it's massive how well they're playing. I think the offense has let them down and put them on the field far, far too much and made them appear worse than they actually are. If the d- offense could have held up their end of the bargain, I think this defensive this defense would have much, much higher stats and would be perceived even better than than kind of the differential that they've had year over I, year. I think there's also a little bit of teams know that they don't need to go ham on us because no. we, they know they're, they don't need to score late. When teams have needed to score late, they have. Are we Are we the special kid? I mean, really? Is that how we're being treated by their offenses? Yeah, oh, yeah we're not getting full full speed dodgeballs. It might might be the analogy, you know. We're we're like waist down dodgeballs. I can't believe that. I you, you, can't, you won't convince me that that's the case. <laughs> when teams have been like, "Yeah, I'll just play them normal," we get you know the Philadelphia game. So to to, you to your point, to your point, and I'll I will argue for your point because as a mass debater, I can both argue both sides of an argument. Um, we drafted Matthew Stafford. Right, that was the idea. We needed the quarterback, and people were like, "Yeah, no, we got too much to build." We got the quarterback, and what did Matthew Stafford do for us? How many how many playoff games did we win when we got the quarterback, who was one of the best quarterbacks available in most of the drafts since then? Because we never got the team around him, and he put us in this this you know people talk about it in yep. quarterback purgatory, right? Where you're like always this seven eight win team that can't quite get the talent you need to push your team over the hump. Couple that with the, uh, you know, some of the the GM moves we've had, some of the salary cap silliness we've had, and you wind up in this weird Lion Z kind of situation. Do you, but let me ask you this: Are you willing to have another year of golf? I think we're gonna have a year of golf no matter who we draft. Honestly, I, I just I because I, I just, think I think what happens is right around now at the latest, if you get Corral, for example that switch gets thrown and you bring him in, right? So it's just let's say next year, oh boy, and I don't want to say we're in the same spot we are this year, but things are bad, <laughs> right? Yeah. And on the, in the wind column, and it's like, okay, sorry, Goff, you can't do it anymore. Because at this point, it's a sunk cost by beyond anyone, and there's no one that can argue against the sunk cost at that point, right? Very sunk cost. So you throw, you, you throw Corral out there and you get him, you know, the work. You get him the work and get him the reps so that you're ready next year and he's up to game speed, and he's surrounded by other, you know, other talent. I, 
I don't see a whole year of golf. I don't see a whole another year of golf. I just don't know how it happens. I mean, I think it will be interesting. Like you said, the whole draft process doesn't really get interesting until we get closer to the end. You know, like we could see Aiden Hutchinson test out of his mind. And then all of a sudden you're looking at a complete defensive end versus a pass rush specialist in Kayvon. I'm, uh, I'm so like, you know, like there's a million things that could happen. I'm like, and I'm a, I'm a Michigan guy, right? I'm a fan of University of Michigan, whatever. But so many times I've watched people fall in love with these Michigan guys. And it's like, you know, I'm like, oh, he's the first round. He falls to the fourth and he never performs, whatever. Um, and I and my my instinct is to say no, Hutchinson isn't that great. Don't don't even don't do don't do the the homer buy-in. But he really is. You know what I mean? He's a good player, and unfortunately, I don't think we're going to get him. And and he's going to be at that kind of that spot where we don't have a pick, right? He's going to be in between our picks, and he's going to go away. But ah, uh, that's interesting. Mm. We'll see. Draft I, I think honestly, like the Lions could go any direction, and I have no say in anything. I can be a little bit bummed. The only position they, that they could take that would really peeve me would be offensive line or oh, yeah. tight end. Yeah. Or tight end. That's it. That's it. They could go literally anywhere else, and as long as the player meets their draft position or is close to. Yeah. Yeah. In the chat, Don Hutchinson gets national praise, too. It's the that ninth second over the poor there um yeah he does he does and i'm it's it's all in me i'm, I'm telling you it's it's totally me don i'm just i'm i'm like he's a he, I'm, I'm taking the homer thing and like trying to reject it right i'm just trying to <laughs> I, I have this bias away from it because i've i've just eaten too much homer food so that's where that's at all right <clears throat> with that let's uh Let's tie it up, Andy. We've had a good show. It's been we've we've given our therapy. I feel I feel better. I don't feel like I watched a bad football game. I feel like I hung out with a friend. It's the friends <laughs> we made along the way, right? Yeah, you know, I I I think I think we are we are we're getting into draft talk. I'm gonna have to start paying closer attention to that. Um, you know, I I I'm not gonna count the Lions out of any game the rest of the year because they've shown that they're competitive defensively. I think. They're a couple calls away from being offensively better, a couple of designs a little bit better, but we'll see, you know, we'll see when golf comes back. We'll see if, you know, if the reason we called the golf game that badly was because he was semi-injured and it was bad weather, or if this is just the way that Dan Campbell calls games, you know, today they talked about how that was his, he's going to probably be doing it for the rest of the year. Yep. I guess we'll see. He will. And then uh, if he does, you know, what do we have to look forward to next year? Who's the new Who's the new guy? Or is he going to permanently be that guy? We probably don't want that. He's not. <laughs> Campbell doesn't want that job. He's doing it because there's a, there's an absolute need. This That's just me talking from, from what I hear. Um, Campbell doesn't want the job. He doesn't want to be calling these plays he has to he'll do it for the rest of the year and um they'll they'll find somebody that's the that's the way this is going to play out end of the story uh thomas donner the o-line is the problem my friend you are in bizarro world (laughs) (laughs) you are in a place where that that is the least of our our worries all right uh we remember don't forget about us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Get access to the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet. Sandman can attest. He can protest. He can whatever. <laughs> it is It is the best place for some reason. 
that little bar of the membership piece uh, has created a community that's really, really special. Um, seven layer dip quality uh, conversation there. The Head on highest on. of quality. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. As little as a dollar donation a month gets you into that. And it's it's a great place. Follow us on Twitter at DET Lions podcast. DET Lions podcast. And make sure to pick up Sandman at Sandman 7773. That's three sevens. 7773. All right, uh, give us a call on Skype, DetroitLionsPodcast.com. It's Detroit Lions Podcast. <laughs> Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word. Our call us on the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS. It's 929-335-4667. And be sure to go to the DetroitLionsPodcast.com, subscribe to the podcast, so we can pop in your box with all your tunes automatically. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, but all kinds of sandman because we're your detroit lions and reddit connection final seconds winding down and look at that how big is that chris and case out of time pack the bag start the plane this show is over you've had enough of that shit